It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Tuesday, May 15th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Kerr did it. He started the Hamptons 5 against the Houston Rockets, and it worked. The lineup was able to score and for the most part contain Clint Capella while playing staunch defense on the role players, forcing them into a pretty poor shooting night from three other than James Harden. No one shot particularly well. So the offense was there, the defense was there, and the Warriors have taken game one in Houston, seizing the home court advantage and setting them up nicely for game two. We're going to get into all that, but first, you can get this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iOS, and Google Play, as well as LockedOnWarriors.com. Make sure you bookmark that page. You can get in touch with me at Koji Tare on Twitter, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E. You can also find my written work on Forbes.com. Check me out on LinkedIn if you're interested in my credentials. Great show today. We're talking dubs all day. And we're going to start with Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant did it again. 14 of 27 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. 37 big points and he scored over everybody. P.J. Tucker, James Harden, Trevor Ariza. The Warriors only managed 24 assists on the night, lower than their average, lower than their playoff average. But when you have a talent like Kevin Durant, especially, he can get to his spots in the one-on-one. And, you know, they keyed in on him. They sent multiple defenders at him. It didn't matter. He shot over the defense. For the most part, he didn't even have to pass the ball. Only one assist on the night. Even when he was doubled, he didn't pass out of the double teams. He scored because he's a scorer. That's what he does. Oh, and I forgot to mention he hit shots over Chris Paul, Clint Capella, and he was assisted a little bit too. Stephen Curry turned into an assist guy, only one of five from three, but he was still very good, 18 points, and he had his way in the paint. People forget Stephen Curry is very, very good in the paint, and he has an array of moves on either with either hand that allow him to get up a good shot, no matter who is defending him he was seven of ten inside the arc not to mention eight assists along with six rebounds those eight assists huge and you know people forget Stephen Curry can pass the ball too he is a point guard uh, and has averaged better than six assists since his rookie season so they key in on Stephen Curry he becomes a facilitator Draymond Green also a facilitator nine assists nine rebounds to go with his five points and The Warriors just zipped the ball around while Houston predictably pounded out possessions, played a lot of one-on-one. It worked for James Harden, 41 big points for, for Harden, but it didn't really work for anyone else. I mean, Chris Paul got his, 
8 to 17 for 23 points. But when you're pounding out possessions like that, when you've got one or two players holding the ball for such a long period of time, you're really playing with fire, especially against the Warriors, their defense so suffocating. A lot of role players on the Houston Rockets got the ball with just a few seconds left on the shot clock, a number of shot clock violations, a number of late hoists in the shot clock, and that's exactly what the Warriors want. 18 fast break points for the Dubs to only three for Houston. Forced Houston into 16 turnovers to only nine for the Golden State Warriors and got 17 points off those turnovers. That's big. The Houston Rockets have not been turning the ball over this playoffs. And it's hard to get them to turn the ball over when they're not passing the ball. But I'm sure that was a priority that Steve Kerr harped on is active hands, make sure that you get in their faces. And Stephen Curry played the passing lanes extremely well, did have two steals on the night. One of them, the steal of the night, out of nine, by the way, nine steals for the Warriors, four blocks. The steal of the night happened in the decisive third quarter. Stephen Curry playing the passing lanes. James Harden tries to lob it over the top. And Steph's hands are there. He picks it off, runs it down, and finds Iguodala streaking to the rim. Great, great, great pass. Kind of, he's facing that Stefan. He's facing the, and he's about to be pushed out of bounds, but sees Iguodala in his peripheral vision. Iguodala skies for the dunk. 78-70 GSW, and Houston has to call a timeout. Decisive third quarter, 31-24 to for the Warriors. The Warriors won the last three quarters, only lost the first quarter by one point. They played within themselves. They really made amazing things happen on both ends of the floor throughout throughout the entire game. And that's one thing that the Warriors uh, were not doing during the regular season was playing a full game. But as I've said in the past, the switch is on. The Warriors are in playoff mode. They're in finals mode. They're trying to get back to the promised land. And they know the kind of work that is necessary to do that. They were active from the very beginning, even though on the first play of the game there was a little defensive mix-up and Stephen Curry ended up leaving James Harden wide open for the game-opening three-pointer. But but after that, the Warriors just really, really locked in and, and defensively were active across all elements of defensive scheming. They recorded a defensive rating of 102.7, and a net rating of 20. Draymond, Clay Thompson, Kavon Looney all had defensive ratings lower than 100, with Kavon coming in at a 95.7 in 25 minutes of play. Kavon looked a little overmatched out on the perimeter sometimes, but he's really the only big man that Steve Kerr can trust to get out there after the switching happens and stay with a guy like James Harden, who did settle a little bit, I think. He was so good, 41 points, 5 of 9 from 3. I thought he settled uh, for uh, some of those shots. Uh, He made them. He made most of them, but, you know, the step back, it it was working tonight. It's not necessarily going to work every single night. 
Harden also did a good job of getting Clint Capella involved, but Capella, not a great game. They could only count on him for 30 minutes, and he had a defensive rating of 116.6. Not good. The Rockets count on Capella for what he does defensively. He did have two blocks, but only six rebounds to go with his 12 points. He was a minus three on the night. Uh, I mean, he was efficient, six of seven, but wasn't involved enough to make a true difference to punish the Warriors for going small very early. And I'm assuming that there's going to be some adjustments in game two from D'Antoni and some adjustments from Clint Capella to try to make his presence a little bit more felt defensively. And, uh, you know, I mean, offensively, he was fine. But for the Rockets to win, he might have to be better than fine. He might have to be very good. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, it's light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. We're back talking dubs, rockets. There were two blocks of jump shots, both by Draymond Green in this game. That's the drinking game. You take a shot. Every time the Warriors block a jump shot, it's not going to get you drunk, but it'll get you tipsy. Also, another defender that Kevin Durant shot over is Luke Baamute. Pretty sure he made some shots over Gerald Green as well. When you make 14 shots, you're going to shoot over a lot of people, especially in these switching schemes that are just so popular in today's game. But with the Warriors playing against the Rockets, doing so much one-on-one basketball, the Warriors were able to stay with their assignments better than the Rockets, and it helped. It definitely helped. I think you're going to see a lot more actions to get James Harden the matchup that he wants, to get Chris Paul the matchup that he wants. The Warriors exploited mismatches much better than the Rockets in this game. And, you know, I haven't even gotten to Klay Thompson who was really special. He's angry at going 6 of 15 from 3. That's 40%. Over the course of the season, I'm sure he doesn't want to be at 40. You know, closer to 45 is where he'd like to be, but 50% from the field, 40% from 3, and 100% for the line on high volume, you can't really argue with that. And I'm not going to. Clay also found Nick Young a few times. Some minutes for Nick Young, I had thought, that Nick Young might be a good addition into this series. Match shooting with shooting, match size with size. He played 15 minutes, was 3 of 5 from 3, 9 points, and played pretty good defense. He didn't get caught up in screens, his hands were high, and he wasn't a liability. 
And that's really what you want from Nick Young when he's out there on the court. You want him to can threes. You don't want him to be a liability on the defensive end. And he answered the call. Didn't shoot a free throw, but the Warriors shot 25 free throws this game, making 22 of them. If they can keep getting those calls, keep going to the line, it's going to help negate the rebounding disparity that they had. They were out-rebounded by five. It's going to help negate a lot of things. And the Rockets did not shoot well from the free throw line going 15 of 21. Can't count on them to be missing those gimmies in the next game. So there's a lot of things that went right for the Warriors in this game. I don't think that Houston played a bad game. They just overloaded on their one-on-one tendencies. But predictable sets led to steals. Steals led to fast break points. And the fast break points led to a victory for the Dubs. I thought Sean Livingston was very good in his 14 minutes, five rebounds. Rebounding as a committee for the Warriors, very big. They only had 37 rebounds on the night. There weren't actually that many shots put up. The Warriors only put up 80 shots, and the Rockets put up 85. But the Warriors were able to can 52.5% of their shots and 39% of their threes. The Rockets, to their credit, made 46% of their shots, but only 35% of their threes. And most of that was James Harden, who made five of nine. Gerald Green hit two of four. Eric Gordon, not a great game. Three of seven from three, but he was six of 13 from the field with five rebounds. Turned the ball over four times. Harden turned the ball over four times. And the team had three shot clock violations. The Rockets' role players just weren't able to get in the groove. It was exemplified by P.J. Tucker who played most of the game defending Kevin Durant. And it, I guess, took away from his offense. 0 of 3 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. Was a minus 8 on the night. Was not good. Lupa Mute, same thing. 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. A minus 14 on the night. Was not good. The only players that played particularly well for the Houston Rockets were James Harden, Chris Paul, and Clint Capella. And as I've mentioned, Capella could have played a lot better, could have been more of a force on the rebounds, more of a force on the defensive end. But they have to do a better job, the Rockets, that is, of getting their role players involved. Trevor Ariza picked up fouls very early, had to sit down in favor of Gerald Green, ended up with five fouls. He was only three of eight from the field and one of five from three couldn't get into a groove only eight points and a minus five James Harden was incredible we're going to see games like this from James Harden but it's heartening to me that the Warriors were able to especially in the third and then hold on to the lead they were able to come out and weather the storm of James Harden's crazy crazy basketball acumen didn't let it get them distracted when he was making very, very difficult shots, when he was stepping back, when he uh, found Capella a few times for lob dunks. They just brought it back. Seven assists for Harden, but only three for Chris Paul. Only 18 assists on the night 
for the Rockets. I think they have to get above 20. I think Chris Paul has to be better distributing the ball. I think they need to move the ball back and forth from weak side to strong side a little bit more and with more gusto. They have to force the Warriors to rotate. They have to force the Warriors to work on the defensive end. And they just simply didn't do that. All of these possessions, pounding out, pounding, 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 that allows the Warriors defenders to rest and run. It's playing right into the Warriors' hands. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new, lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. We're back. We're talking Warriors and Rockets game one. A special note from this game, Patrick McCaw participated in the pregame workouts. He could be back at some point in this playoffs. Very exciting for him after that scary spinal injury that he suffered back in March. And the Warriors could use him, could definitely use him to spell Andre Iguodala, who looked a little tired out there on a few moments, obviously still played so, so, so well. But, you know, I saw him out there with his hands on his knees a couple of times. He played 28 minutes, but it's 28 really fast minutes. Yeah, he was out there defending, defending James Harden, one, you know, uh, and Durant also, some good minutes on James Harden Stephen Curry played him a few times but Andre looked a little bit tired it's going to be toughest on Andre Iguodala that the Warriors are playing this Hamptons 5 lineup from the start these other guys they're used to starting Andre is not used to starting he's used to finishing but not used to starting and not used to playing quite so many minutes 28 minutes not so bad uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see him up above 30, but it's going to be helpful to have Patrick McCall back just because he is a facsimile of what Andre brings to the court, but is also a better shooter. This win for the Warriors did a lot statistically to make it clear that the Warriors are the best team left in the playoffs, pushed their net rating for the playoffs up to 10.4 while pushing the Houston Rockets net rating down to 6.4. If there's any indication of who will win the finals, it comes from net rating, it comes from point differential. The team with the best point differential, the team with the best net rating usually goes to the finals, usually wins the finals. That is one of the biggest indicators of success in the postseason. And the Warriors are outstripping everybody. I wonder if we'll see any JaVale 
in this series. He started and played so well in the first round against LaMarcus Aldridge. But that's not what the Warriors are scheming for right now. And I wonder if Zaza is going to get any minutes this playoffs. I mean, we, he had one game. I think he played a few minutes. Uh, but the playoffs are a different animal. David West, only three minutes and 50 seconds. Zach Lowe said that West wouldn't be able to hang. And I guess Steve Kerr agrees. I thought West was pretty good in his very short amount of time on the court, but he's not going to be extremely useful. When the switching actions happen, he's out there against a Trevor Ariza, against a James Harden. He just can't hang. So the Warriors are going to continue to play small, and I think it's going to work. We haven't seen any indication that it won't. We haven't seen any indication that the Rockets have an answer for the Hamptons 5 on the defensive end and that they can't we haven't seen that they can exploit the size disparity on the offensive end i think you'll see a lot more capella involved in actions screens he's their best screener rolls and you know i just think you'll see the ball in his hands a little bit more that'll force the Warriors to, it'll keep the Warriors a little bit honest. Draymond Green was able to be a roving defender for the most part in this game, playing free safety. And that is where he is best. If you allow players who are very good at what they do to do what they do best without making them uncomfortable, they're going to thrive. And Draymond thrived on the defensive end last night. On the offensive end, the big three scorers, KD, Curry, and Klay Thompson, accounted for 70% of the Warriors' points. That's a lot. I think you're going to need to see a little bit. You know, I'm not sure how sustainable it is with the effortlessness that Kevin Durant is scoring, the zone that Klay Thompson is in, and we haven't even seen Stephen Curry's best basketball. I still wonder how sustainable that is with other players Andre Iguodala, three shots. Draymond Green, five shots. One shot for Kavan, five shots for Nick Young, five shots for Sean Livingston, and just one shot for David West. Whereas Kevin Durant shot the ball 27 times, 18 for Clay and 15 for Curry. You know, I don't mind Kevin Durant shooting the ball 27 times. I'm just not sure that we can count on those three guys to continue to score 70% of the team's points going forward. But it worked this time around, and it worked extremely well. The Warriors able to win the last three quarters with brilliance from those three guys. So I'm really looking forward to this next game. It's going to be very interesting. I predicted that the Warriors were going to win in six, but after this, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do take it in five. Obviously, the Houston Rockets are going to adjust. They, they won't go away quietly, but the Warriors have... They overmatched them. They overmatched them on the defensive end. They overmatched them on the offensive end. They negated any advantage that the Houston Rockets might have had regarding size. And they broke down the defense off the dribble and with their incredible passing. Really quick, I want to say, should be an interesting game tonight. LeBron against the Celtics in Boston. The Cavaliers obviously got pounded on Sunday looking to bounce back and seize home court advantage 
from the Celtics. The Celtics playing so, so, so well. I will be tuning into that game, talking about it tomorrow, as well as continuing to discuss the Rockets and the Warriors. Please do tune in and stay thoughtful, Hoops Heads. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.